0: In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism.
1: Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma...
0: Brought to you this week by American Feminism. Welcome in to episode 59 of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. I am Chase, Captain Crunchy Thompson. I am, well, describe Nuclear Nick. You're Nick. (laughs) I am Emmanuel, a.k.a. The General. Uh, So, big fan of feminism and affirmative action for women, Chase Thompson. Do you understand the significance of 59 and feminism? That
1: sounds like a trap question to me. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say no. I it's do. A trap. not.
0: All right. So in the 1970s, there was a, a large feminist movement that uh, in the in the in the United States that involved the printing up of these big buttons that had 59 on them to represent that women made 59 cents for every dollar that a man made, as they oh.
2: should.
1: <laughs> I predict this week's show and next week's show is going to alienate some of our female listeners. I hope I can figure out some sort of way to win them back. All eight of them. Next week. All eight of them. And you
0: who alienated uh, female listeners before by trying to shout them out simply because they were women. So I was trying to be nice to make
1: up for all of you misogynists.
0: All right, welcome into episode 59. Many of you will be sad to know that Mr. David Skinner is not here this week. Uh, David on episode 58 uh, to a uh, apparently a large fan base. The calls on the uh, Hall of Dogma this week and the Twitter for David to return, as well as you guys who insulted the heck out of me in the first couple of minutes of the show. So I, I just... Um, let very me, appreciative appreciative of that. Let me go on record by saying David the lesser appreciative, appreciative appreciative David the lesser. <laughs> David, what the was lesser. that you said? So uh, that David looks like uh, what's the soccer guy? Well, Tim Howard. Said I, Tim said Tim <laughs> I said Tim Holder earlier. I said Tim Holder. What was it? Tim, Tim Howard. Tim Howard. Yeah. And I was the David that puts everyone to sleep. That, uh, was, that was nice. That was a you, joke. You of said course. you said that the right David was here, and then other I may have, and then people in the Hall of Dogma were like. Uh, oh, we love Skinner. When's McConnell coming back? Like we don't, you know, we don't want McConnell back. So, I'm here to announce—you he may have misinterpreted part of that. I'm here to announce that this will be the uh, last week that I will be doing the Gospel Friends. I'm starting a new <laughs> podcast uh, next week with my good friend, the General, and uh, we're going to go head to head in the ratings war with you guys and Skinner, and we'll see who comes out on top.
1: Well, Emmanuel's still on the Gospel Friends. He's beloved by audiences <laughs> yeah, yeah, everywhere.
0: Don't make Emmanuel choose. <laughs>
1: Okay, that's going to go we, sadly
0: for you guys. We won't make an yeah, easy
1: choice. I'm rolling with David. Wow. <laughs> I'm with
2: McConnell. Man. All right, man. In fairness, I, Hashtag do, boom. I, like I do think the there has been a pitch for a
3: podcast with just the two of you that we would actually endorse if that's not
1: mistaken. Yeah, you don't have to choose. No. In this world, everybody has a podcast. I don't know if you paid attention to our, 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 our HowlofDogma.com <laughs> uh, Facebook group. Yeah. Essentially, everybody just tell us if you podcast. don't have a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier.
0: So uh, in all seriousness, uh, David Skinner's a friend of mine. I think he did a tremendous job. The game that he did on episode 58 was hilarious. Yes, did a good job. And, uh, and so I was glad to have him on. And for all of you people who enjoyed him, that's great. You just don't have to be so celebratory.
1: I understand. Yeah. Anytime one of us misses the show, our replacements get a ton of love, and and we're like the first string quarterback that's throwing a few interceptions. Everybody's calling for the second team quarterback. That's just the dynamic. Well, no, the way no it that, goes.
0: it's it's really not true. So everybody everybody misses Nick when he's not here because the the show doesn't get posted until Saturday, mm-hmm. and,
1: and, and there's all kinds of audience and there's problems. all kinds of problems. Yeah, it's I'm never
0: a, been as as far away as Saturday, but go ahead. Well, and late Tuesday.
3: It has been like, Look, I'll give you late Tuesday. I don't really know if people miss God you forbid I take a vacation. No, don't. Like, Do you, are
0: you, you don't take as much time off as some of the, other, the rest of us.
1: Well, I'm afraid what might happen if I miss. That's true. All right,
0: well, what's going to happen on episode 59 of the Gospel Friends tonight? Our, our computer um, went through a software upgrade. Nice. And so just get ready for that. All right, so we have some type of problem or... It's just a conversation conversation, just conversation from our computer upgrade okay we're going to I'm going to share some uh, a story with you guys from my own life uh, this week in terms of parenting, and we're going to have a discussion about intentional parenting and whether should, or not uh, this should
2: be riveting.
1: Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> <Story> from <laughs> the life of David McConnell. It's better than something stupid and nerdy like uh, textual criticism. We I just mean, lost seven. We, we just lost seven
0: listeners. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about intentional parenting and our, uh, you know, what is our responsibility in using uh, everyday life events to uh, shepherd our kids. Uh, which is something we're we 're told to do in the Old Testament for sure what about uh, what about today in New testament uh, world and also uh, we have uh snaplines tonight, which is our uh segment where we just uh, give you a headline and and we just talk about the headline because in today 's age people just read headlines
1: well, we don 't listen to the story we just guess what it 's all about hosted by Fleek McConnell. So, <laughs> Everybody's favorite millennial. All right, but first up, we have
0: a, a few uh, some listener feedback. So we uh, appreciate everyone who comments on the show for us, and uh, a lot of that comes from the Hall of Dogma, which is our is our Facebook group. You can reach the Hall of Dogma uh, by going to hall of dogma dot com. Ask ask to join. And we will more than likely let you in. A lot of good discussion that happens there. Benjamin Lee Taylor, shout out to him. I believe a, a new member of the Hall of Dogma. He he said this week every time I listen to the podcast, my internal monologue develops a Southern draw for about 24 hours and sounds disturbingly like Chase Thompson. Oh, Benjamin's from Canada, and so he doesn't think that's normal. I
1: don't think I sound all that Southern. I say, and I really? I, and I don't either. Thank but you. But he. Uh... It's at least...
0: Now, you you I mean, actually said that I was the most Southern among us, you thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you have the most Southern accent. And then Nick, and then Chase. Apparently, some people think I sound like Dr. James Dobson, which also was... I don't know that that's... I don't remember
2: how he sounds. I don't either.
1: I, I don't think he sounds a lot like me. But a younger man. Pat Robertson. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: Benjamin also said that, um, that he... Uh, awesome podcast, an unimpeachable blend of entertainment... And serious, relevant theology and issues, y'all get me through my night shifts. Keep it up, so wow. Benjamin.
1: High praise from a Canadian. Thank you, Benjamin. <laughs>
0: Good strong <laughs> Hebrew name. Yes, Benjamin. it is. Benjamin, son of the Benjamin. right
1: hand. Son of the right hand.
0: You can also reach us on Twitter. That's another one of our favorite social media avenues. At My Gospel Friends, we heard from some people on Twitter this week. At A Clear Lens said, "Hi guys, we're huge fans. Keep up the great work." So thank you for that shout out from at a clear lens we also heard from desiree miss angry grandma on twitter this week which is good to know because she uh, kind of went away from the hall of dogma so i'm glad she's uh actually still listening to the show
2: she was one of my favorite people in the in the hall one so of she, the few sane people She yeah about a lot of wisdom and gravitas yes to, <laughs> in a group that desperately needed it
0: and she just couldn't wow. overcome the uh the overall character of the hall <laughs> so she she left it
1: Dangerous she, alley, the whole...
0: She was trying to give you a little encouragement this week. Uh, we talked about, uh, a couple of episodes ago, about Lucky Charms changing their formula. Yes. And she said, Mom's Best Mallow Oats are free from artificial flavors and taste delicious. Yeah. Have you ever had Mom's Best Mallow Oats?
1: I haven't, but I got to tell you, Mom's Cereal is the former Malto meal. They put out a cereal recently called Madagascar Cereal, which is just utterly fantastic. It's got little chocolate balls in it and marshmallows and little grammy type pieces grammy yeah like, what's a grammy Well, oh, yeah like golden grammy type pieces it's like s'mores crunch if anybody ever had that and they are beyond magically delicious excellent mouthfeel too <laughs> uh, that's and, why uh, i started uh, the whole <laughs> dad uh,
0: you lose me if you call yourself mallow like that's i'm just gone don't 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 say mallow. mallow. does
2: not sound appetizing. No it doesn't. It I doesn't don't, but...
0: don't anything to do with that. Either say it all the way out or just move on. Yeah.
2: The Dan- periscope people are saying that there's a dark shadow moving behind David.
0: Well, well that's, that's terrifying. probably the story of my life. Daniel Robertson <laughs> at Dan Scott Rob. He said to us on Twitter, "I'm 75% sure they would think I'm a heretic, but I still enjoy listening to at my gospel friends." So, thank you Dan Scott Rob, and even if you are a heretic, we would love to uh, know that you're listening to the show. So thank you for join the hall. There's lots of heretics in there. Yeah, you'll fit right in. Fit right in. Stacy Lawson at Stacy Lawson seventy four said, "Great conversation on the latest episode of the Gospel Friends. Thankful for gracious heated debate. Did you guys get into a heated debate while I was gone? It's Skinner and I did, and then Chase brought."
3: sanity and maturity to it oh
0: Sorry. good so you got to play your role you got to play your role as wise old man on the hill who comes in and saves the day is that like what happened?
1: skinner and i we're very nice to each other because we like each other less we're friends in real life that impl- that impl-
3: <laughs> there's an implication there that i, I, I resent. I'm just
1: messing around how do you say les's
0: last name les Stubing? yes les Stubing. at real les Stubing said great episode of the gospel friends this week easily one of the best Christian podcast out there. Well, wow, thank you. So thank much. you, Les. Flattery will get you everywhere, or at least a shout out, or at least a shout out on the show.
2: Or I think that may be a, an indictment on the state of Christian podcasting. <laughs> Possibly. I've listened to a lot of Christian podcasts. They're horrible.
0: And finally, we heard this week from at Boom. seriously picks who said, "Hello, gospel friends. I'm 100% pagan and won't be following you back. No salvation through
1: social media this time." we have not yet begun to fight. <laughs> what I've got to say to that? What what oh, boy. I wonder what god they worship? I don't
2: know. And, I'm always curious when I meet pagans. When they know, say yeah, I'm pagan. Probably a lot. Yeah, I want to know what, which Some, one.
0: Sometimes people say though I'm pagan just to just say really, they're, just they're, they're just atheists and no, they well, just pagan, they pagan think that's a atheist. I know, but I think they're using that word because they think they're using it correctly and they're not. Yeah. So. I hope it's Thor. He he might have meant heathen. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Either way, he's not going to follow us back, so fail there. That is a bit of a fail. But like I said, we've not yet begun to fight. By the way, this is the only Christian podcast where if you're watching us live on video, you get to see Bernard the Ghost hovering over David's shoulder. I need to advertise that.
2: Left shoulder. Which is strange because David is casting a shadow, but his shadow is over his right shoulder. Crikey. We are doomed. So I'm not sure what that is.
0: Any uh, voicemails this week, Nick? As we're going through uh, yeah. our listener feedback before we get to the meat of the show. Yeah, the, um, the Hall,
3: after their failed, the Hall 9000, after their failed upgrade to Android Lollipop, decided to
0: install a real OS and installed um, iOS. This is the Hall 9000. This is a, um, a Twitter account, some type of yeah. bot it, which, that follows which us.
3: It's strange because it has allied itself with the League of Mayhem but at the same time continues to try to update us and ask us useful questions. So uh, here's my hope is they didn't install the iOS 9 beta because apparently that is breaking installed apps because, you know, it's beta software and your installed apps may not work because it's beta software. So, Hall, if you did that rollback to 8.4, you should be better off. Um, We got a quick call here. Hello, gospel guys. It is the Hall 9000 with another Hall call. I took Nick's advice and I upgraded to iOS and I feel different, though I have not placed my finger on what exactly. So, I was watching this documentary about an electrical plant worker and his team, called Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. It got me to thinking about the issue I had last week and losing power. The Daily Beast did a story called How Long Can the Internet Run on Hate So my question is why do you think the internet, especially, social media, breeds so much hate and contention even in Christian Siri, I mean. The Hall 9000 is out like a contestant on Survivor. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Hall 9000. So OS upgrades aside, we'll get get a little bit to the meat of the question, though. Um, Apple forever. Um, so the idea that the Internet, specifically social media, runs more on hate than anything else. Um, I know I took Facebook off of my phone a couple of weeks ago after the SCOTUS decision for that very reason that all it did was make me want to. Yell at people um, That actually in real life love And so um, And that was on both sides Of the issue for the record And so um, What do you guys think About this idea That social media um, Runs more on hate Than anything else Well I'm going to
0: be offensive But what I'm else shocked. is new I think hey. I think Facebook Social media in general Runs on pride mm. It is the idea that, uh, I mean, just the very fact of, I mean, some people get into social media and, you know, hey, there's things going on out there and I want to see what it is. And I keep hearing people talk about this, you know, Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And so I, I want to go out and um, and I want to be a part of it. Uh, but uh, uh, really at, at the basis of having a profile on the Internet or a Twitter profile. Uh, you know account is the idea that people hey people need to hear what I have to say people want to know about my life people want to know about my opinions and and so the, the I think the social media is driven by pride and driven by opinions and and you know if you're going to get involved in that I mean my my thing is people have a right to put on their social media Profiles what they want they have a right to their opinions you have a right to yours and to be dis you know to disagree with them but I've never really understood people getting mad at other people for what they post on social media um, you know and and even saying well hey I'm going to uh I'm just going to delete my profile and be done because I can't stand looking at your opinions. Well, every, you know, everybody has a right to their opinion and everybody's Facebook profile or Twitter account or whatever is based on their opinion and if you get involved in social media, that is really, I mean that's what it's about. I do think you can, you know, some people get involved to try to redeem it for gospel purposes and um you know, I do think that I think if you're a pastor, I think that your pastoral call and your call to not be quarrelsome continues over even into social media. So I think you should, you, know, you should watch yourself there, the same as I think Christians should watch the, their language and what they do on Facebook. But, uh, but ultimately I think it's about opinions and people having opinions, and, and it seems like there's a lot of people on social media who don't want to read other people's opinions, and that confuses me because that's what it's all about. Chase, you look very confused. He has not listened to a single word that I'm saying because
2: he is completely distracted by Periscope. All right, Emanuel. So let's go to manual.
1: I totally did I'm that. I'm only mildly
2: distracted by Periscope. It, I, I've unfriended some people recently and probably got one more I need to do just because... <laughs> and that would do be me. me? That <laughs> would be David? And it was mostly over the Confederate flag stuff. Mm. Not because I care about the Confederate flag because I really just don't care but the defenses of it were just stupid, and I just like you are too stupid for me to actually have you in my life in any kind of capacity. Um, but social media runs on attention, and it's a lot easier to get attention from being mean than it is to get attention from being nice. You know, of people so, wanting
0: a, a people wanting attention. Yeah,
2: for instance, you know that guy who posts his U version Bible of the you know Bible verse of the day thing. <laughs> I don't pay attention to those people. I pay attention to somebody who posts things that are inflammatory. And then you unfriend them. <sighs> Only if there's an un- inflammatory and stupid. Like, <laughs> if you're going to be inflammatory... That's all of Facebook, man. No, but there's you can be inflammatory and have some kind of, like, intelligent thing to say. Um, I, try, I don't post on Facebook much. Usually I post in groups where people can't see what I'm saying. Um, but if I do post something inflammatory, it's... I try to make it intelligent and inflammatory, not just, you know, stupid uh, things that I feel, which is usually what it is. You know, somebody just ranting about their feelings.
0: Well, I mean, that's what social media has done. It's everybody has a platform from which they can speak and they can share their opinions. Before social media, you know, you you had to have it was more complicated. Now. Just a few click of the buttons, throw out some pictures or whatever, and everybody can, can have a platform yeah. where was, where they can speak their mind and
2: people read it. And also, people could punch you <laughs> since if you had because if they heard your opinion, you were right there. You know what I'm saying? So it's now people can, you know, talk behind the safety of the internet, and yeah. that creates a lot of people who would say things they wouldn't say to your face. You're right. Uh, I saw people are much more bold on. Yeah, the,
0: internet.
3: the other
2: day, even in community-based pl- uh, forums, by the way, which is yeah. odd. The other day, we were me and we were out in one of the groups I was in. This guy started mouthing off on Facebook and stuff, and he I guess he thought it was anonymous. And, and a, a friend of mine, <laughs> a friend of mine, told him just through a precursory internet search, you know, told him where he lived, who his internet, what his internet ISP was, who is who paid for his internet, where he worked. And then that guy got quiet. It's like we yeah. know where you are, and we can find you. And if we want to, you know, wow. we'll, we'll come see you. Wow. Um, now I'm a little scared. And so people don't we post this on the internet? you know? Yeah. So people t- say mean things because they they know you're not going to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I anonymity.
1: Think, yeah, anonymity causes a lot of that. A Guy this week posted something on Facebook. Says he's Christian. Um, his wish was that all homosexuals would get AIDS. Uh reading this guy's profile, he had been suspended already literally twice by Facebook. One of his accounts had a thirty day uh suspension on it. Another one of his had a two day suspension on it. So he kept starting new accounts mm-hmm. to and I he didn't say why he was he was suspended, but I would imagine there's probably a lot of good reasons, you no know, seeing what I, I saw from this guy but if you're just standing in the room with somebody like that ninety percent of the time they're not going to just spew garbage like that. He wouldn't say that in San Francisco uh no, he would not i don't I don't know if he'd say it in Alabama. I don't know if he'd say it uh uh you know in in a at a meeting of uh, conservative news people of because that's just so inflammatory and stupid.
0: Someone just said I'm huge on myspace, which may be true, but I wouldn't know <laughs> because I can't remember my password like you were. Yeah, day, are yeah they said David. Yeah, they said David is huge on MySpace. I still MySpace is
2: huge on MySpace, <laughs> I MySpace huge I on Facebook, Facebook. but I had
1: to leave because nobody's on there anymore. No, they're not. That's right. wild. I still have a MySpace account. Maybe I'd log in. I think i deleted mine, but I, but I, I, I maybe. Mean but I prefer it. it.
0: Music bands, by the way, use MySpace for the people who are who are asking. I, I do as to
1: whatever kind of band. I had a music page on MySpace, but. Why are you so angry?
0: I'm not angry. I was. I was. It just.
1: Nick, uh, by the way, so I agree with I, you that that I, social media is fueled by pride. That was a, that was a well uh, well expressed sentiment. There's there's a lot of pride in social pride media. media.
0: Well, I, I think you see it. I think you just see you, you see it from people posting, and you also see it because people get offended by what other people are posting. And look, the bottom line is this: I think social media can be. Bottom line for me, I think it can be really good and helpful. I think it is great in connecting people. I think um, if if you're like me, and I want to hear encouraging um, exhortations, whatever it is during the day. And I follow people on Twitter who I know do those kinds of things, and um, you know, people that I respect, pastors, you know, John Piper, or Francis Chan, or someone like that. And Joel I, Osteen, Joel Osteen, Creflo, Creflo. Uh, I, Pat, can read, Pat oh, I can read. Robertson, I can read those guys. I'm getting heartburned. <laughs> I can read those guys throughout the day. And so I use it for those purposes, and you know if you follow my Twitter account, that's the kind of things that I tend to post some personal and then some uh gospel based thoughts but I, quite honestly, I think some people don't need to be on social media; you just you know if you can't take other people's opinions, it probably is best just for you to pull back from it because that's what it's about and uh and I'm not saying that maybe if somebody's just being like you're talking about just just completely inflammatory. It, you can unfriend them and move on, but um, it, social media takes up a lot of people's time, a lot of their attention, and you have to ask: Is you know is something good coming from it? I mean, are you receiving something? Are you investing all of your time in social media and reaping some type of benefit? Uh, especially as a Christian, is it building you up? Is it good? You know, are you? Placing things out there that's good for building up, and is it building you up? And if it's not, if all it is is producing in you – I hate to sound like a – like a Cronulla cruncher or something, but, you know, like (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> granola cruncher what's uh, wrong with granola nothing but you know if it's producing in you negativity and uh, against other people and hatred you probably just need to back off
1: of it not well, i hate it when you sound not like granola granola cruncher, granola cruncher, granola cruncher too. Too. <laughs> um hey by the way you know you, what i mean if you, you
0: like granola more power to you but i mean you know yeah granola just crunchers just, <laughs> just
2: let it go when i you,
0: told my wife that day we went to panera bread and i told her every time i go to panera i feel like a you should like feel a like like, liberal a liberal you feel granola like that, cruncher that's yeah. awesome
1: all right hey when you type in david mcconnell to the chrome google uh, search bar i want you to notice what it put, pulls up very first by your name for me at least it's waste management waste management yeah i was gonna look up your myspace page i thought that was that was i think it, i think it
0: honestly got canceled
1: um Deleted. I I was looking through my face, Facebook feed while you were talking and I, I, I think there is a lot of negativity. I, I found several examples this week that we used in the sermon today. But a lot of the stuff I get, like, all right, here's something. Jacob Hatcher is talking about uh, something along the lines of uh, uh, being a worship pastor, how to choose songs. Um,
2: that's in a group. See, the groups I, are different than your random.
1: It, it is, age. but like I get that on my regular feed because uh, I, I get a lot of hollow dogma stuff in my regular feed. Here's somebody complaining about the police and trustful. That's kind of a, kind of a bummer. Laurie with some pictures of Lake Logan. Most of the stuff I get in my feed is pretty good stuff. There's Joyce a, Meyer. There's a Joyce Meyer picture. That's, that's you follow her on Facebook? I do not. Somebody else posted that. Uh, this is actually saying that Joyce Meyer is a false teacher. Uh, posted to the Wolves in Sheep Clothing Doctrine of Demons group, which somebody cleverly added me to while I was not paying attention. Here's a picture of John Talley preaching the gospel to uh, a bunch of Ukrainian youths that joined us at Agape A today. bunch
0: of Ukrainian youths. Yeah. That sounds
1: politically correct. Yeah,
0: well, what do you want to call them?
1: Ukrainians? <laughs> I don't know. Just your, a bunch of. Okay. Well, there was 12 of them plus, right. plus their uh, cohorts. It was good stuff. I I think social media can be a tremendous time waste, uh, but w- one if somebody's consistently spewing hate or ignorance or stupidity in your feed, unfollow them. That's very easy to do. Yep.
0: Uh, yeah, but you know what? I mean, I, we got to move on. That's true. Unfollow them. But if you're getting angry at ninety percent of what you read, just, you you yeah. it's probably you.
2: Oh, no, I absolutely! I, I don't know if that's true. I mean, well, you chose the friends. It, it's your friends.
0: It's your friends, and if you're mad at ninety percent of what you're seeing out there, But you don't
2: know that everybody you're friend like. And, and I'm, I used to be very strict about people I'd friend. I'd say, okay, if you, if I don't know you well enough to go to lunch with you or have your number in my phone, I won't friend you. Hmm. But then you should you start doing ministry and you get out there and you do ministry to people with people and they want to friend you and you're like, okay, so. So I have more people on there than I than I probably need to. And it doesn't make me angry in a sense that I don't matter what they say. It's, it makes me angry because I know they wouldn't say it to my face. Or that you're just... You ever seen somebody just so stupid that it makes you mad that they exist?
1: Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you're
2: just like, like, how are you still alive? Like, how did natural selection just not, like... <laughs> You didn't get hit by a bus or anything. Like, how'd you make it through? Someone life? tell Manuel this is a Christian. Podcast.
3: <laughs> well, there's some things on social media though that, and I'm uh, only on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter, and you know, so some things are facepalm moments where it's like, really, did you think about that before you posted it? And then there's others that, and, and the most recent one I think of is the SCoTUS decision. Obviously, the Confederate flag thing um, as well. But what you do is you, you have camps that. It, a person takes. I, I saw this happen with. I think it was Kevin DeYoung, and I think then Matthew Vines posted it back, and it was more of a blog thing. But you start, somebody starts with one thing, and, and then they respond to a person and not directly. So if somebody sees something on Twitter, and then on their Twitter they post something not to that person, but in general, and it, it just begins to escalate. And that's the stuff that that concerns me. So all right,
2: I yeah.
0: think it's, I think it's a mixed bag. I think it would be really good,
2: and I, and I like to escalate of... things, and so that's why. You know, there was a point my my wife was just like. Just stop arguing with people on Facebook because yeah. nothing good's. Because I don't like to do back and forth. I'm like, let's let's talk, and if, it's not, if we're not going to talk, let's just fight and get it over with. And uh, so it's it's. You know, I, I I think it I think it's worthwhile
0: to consider your social media use and whether or not it is beneficial for growth and godliness as well as are you being beneficial for others. I think it. Mm. Everyone, you know, Proverbs talks over and over about being, um, you know, being quick to listen, slow to talk. I think James mentions that as well. You've said before something that really stuck with me is that usually the the wisest person in the room is the one that says the least amount. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was good. See, yeah. Quoted yourself,
2: David. Um, have you have you ever been the wisest person in
0: a room? Probably. It was probably a shot at me when he said it. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine a room where David says the least. I, I've worked on that. I, I honestly have tried to. I think early on, even when we were doing ministry together, uh, I tried to be the. I usually was the first to speak, and i I've, I've really tried to work on that. The problem with being on staff with Chase is. If you don't say anything, he gets angry, and if he doesn't <laughs> like silence,
2: and so then it's just kind of a mixed if you don't bag. don't say anything, and if you sit down during worship, it, it's, it's...
0: But I think it's worthwhile to really consider even your social media post uh, and, and whether or not, you know, before you put them out there, So especially as Christians. I think all of the talk about, you know, our speech, being slow to speak, being wise in what we say, um, being gentle, being kind... All of those things, that spills over into social media use as well. It's not just what you say to someone. It's also what you're posting as well. I think, I think those commands from Scripture should govern our social media use, the same as it governs con- conversations.
1: Well, you're saying some good things, David, but quite frankly, I find them a little bit too substantive, uh, a little bit too serious. Um, what we really need to get this show off the ground is some utter crap. Uh, with no substance, no intelligence, no research or anything like that. So, with uh, no further. Are we, or, do, are, we, are we going over the tulip? We're, <laughs> wow. We're going to go Or over a gospel to, friend belly rub. Oh, don't touch my <laughs> stomach. Oh my. That is a sin. We're going to go to Snaplines, headline news for the Snapchat generation. We go over to Fleek McConnell in the field. Fleek? All right. So,
0: Snaplines is all about uh, just like Snapchat. You see a picture for a moment and then it's gone. Uh, Snap lines, very quick uh, response. We're not going to dive into any issues here. We're not going to go deep. As a matter of fact, I don't even have the verbiage behind any of these stories, just the headlines. So guys, when you scan these headlines, when you read these, what pops into your mind? What would your assumptions be? So um, we'll start with manual. Homeschooled musical clan hopes to be TLC's new
2: breakout hit
1: <laughs> I'm, trying not to,
2: I'm trying not to offend like homeschool people. See
0: I really thought that Emmanuel's uh, Emmanuel would be good. Uh, for this particular segment, but I'm not... I'm treading he, lightly.
2: He's trying... All right. I, I don't want the homeschool mafia
0: I'm throwing me. out to everybody, homeschooled musical pianos to be TLC's next breakout. You know here. what my
1: first thought was? No, honestly,
0: Nick has pushed away from the table as well. My,
1: <laughs> my first thought was, I wonder... What scandal will get them off the air in 9 to 12 months? Isn't yeah. that sad?
2: Really, TLC. They don't have anything else to do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Breaking up family
2: since, what, and, 2000? And Nick's back yeah. to the table. John yeah. and Kate Plus 8. Right. In my daughters. mind, I immediately went to the long. Show, didn't they get divorced? The, the Midgets? The, the Midgets did the get midget divorced. Are you to Midgets anymore?
1: Little, uh, people, little people. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't think
2: that's a right. <laughs> that's a I, I have a I have a cousin who is a little person. and. Yeah. I hope but, he didn't listen. But growing up, it was that was the word. <laughs> it was, was the word. we gonna edit that change? out. And then all of a sudden, like you can't. Then it was with d- the dwarf. Yeah. Then you weren't supposed to say dwarf, and now it's
1: little people. Why would you say? Uh, why is that the acceptable thing? That sounds so insulting to me. Little people does sound it, insulting. It sounds to me. terrible. But you're like
2: what six two? Well, <laughs> so yeah, but still, we, we, you wouldn't know what what offends. Little people, but yeah, it sounds offensive to me too. But yeah, those did, that, I think that couple got a divorce. They did. They did.
0: Uh, uh, so, somebody on Periscope, which is the live uh, video feed that we do. If you are a Hall of Dogma member, we'll post that link uh, in the Hall of Dogma when we put uh, when we're, we're <laughs> ooh, recording. But someone just asked, "Are we against homeschooling?" No. So at least two of uh, our families no, here homeschool. No, they. they um, so they it's love just kind of a. It's, it's kind of a. You? It's just, kind of a stereotype. It's just like immediately in my mind, I pictured. Two or three um, girls in long skirts with banjos, big hair. And okay, and for, record, and, 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 and for the record, you're one of the homeschoolers. For the record, and for the record. My family homeschools. I'm just saying, yeah, like my, my too. playing home, really crappy music. So homeschool. Like, some of those homeschool, homeschool clan and musical. There's just a stereotype. I'm not
2: saying there. that they're good. It's like I'm very not part saying they're crappy, family. but they're homeschool. Yeah. I'm saying they're ca- crappy because probably a lot. All they're the not exposed school, to culture, so they have no yeah, idea. All what's the homeschool kids I know are cr- raised by Christians, and so they're not listening <laughs> to like real music. They're sitting around listening to. By the way,
0: we just got to ask somebody on Periscope. Just ask, are you guys Christians? So I can see why you would question so that. That's bad. a good question. Yes, we are. We we all love Jesus
1: by the grace of God. Yes. yes.
2: Don't, all you, right. don't you see the Jesus figurine right here? it's
1: <laughs> the John, John, John the, the Baptist.
2: Baptist. All right, Nick. This Jesus.
1: one. This John one. The May. Baptist. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna throw this out to everybody because no, assigning will. it to someone apparently doesn't help. But maybe this one will be one that uh, Nick takes particular attention to. P- t- 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 what did t- I just t- say? I that's <laughs> like the 14th. That was time. Ukrainian. You know what the problem is? <laughs> Guinness. No. No, he only had one. I only had one. Vacation Bible School aligns lessons with Common Core standards. Oh, is that a real story? <laughs> That's a real story, and you gave it to Nick. Well, oh. I just I just said Nick hey, particular attention. So now we're uh, so vacation Bible school aligning with the Common Core. Hmm. Now uh, all I ever I, really, I, I know nothing. I, I know nothing about Common Core. I, I don't. I. I. I don't even know what grade my kids are in. Okay. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> but, I mean, like, we homeschool and, and I get in
3: trouble with my now wife. Now we know why we're going to have the final segment of the show. For the
0: I get in trouble with my wife because I want to work. But they're homeschooled. They don't yeah. change grades. Yeah. So they just put a different book in front of them. Exactly. But anyway, I, I know that a lot of people were angry about Common Core because it was confusing. So I was just thinking about how confusing can we make vacation Bible school? Uh, well, that was it, it, what went to.
3: So for for new listeners or, or Periscope folks that haven't watched, my wife is a public school teacher. And so when, when Common Core became the standard, um, I love my wife dearly, but she felt it her responsibility to make sure everyone understood the ins and outs of Common Core because with all the sensibility and informed nature of the internet, everyone who had never looked at the standard all of a sudden became an expert because of one or two bad articles they saw about rogue teachers. And so that is why, good old... Fleek McConnell here decided to throw this one my way, but I have no idea what a vacation school Bible school standard and the vacation Bible school have to do with one another. Well, or if we if followed that,
0: it would be a lot of people who don't know anything about the Bible talking about vacation Bible school. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Isn't that usually who teaches vacation Bible <laughs> school? Wow, people who don't know a lot about the
0: Bible. Wow. Vacation Bible school is usually the same. You're, like, you're going to have a Joshua in there, Joshua
2: lesson. David About courage David is, is popular
0: mm-hmm,
2: yeah. Jesus sometimes How can we help you Slay the giants In your little Third grade life uh, <laughs> Yeah you get a lot of that uh, Alright Jace stuff. You have not uh, you,
0: You've not um, Answered any of these I'm trying
1: to appear wise Okay How uh, <laughs> about this one This, way to
0: do that? this is what an Evangelical festival Looks like Oh
2: my god No <laughs> <laughs> W- no you know have a headline? Yeah, that was the headline. This is what an evangelical, 2015. <laughs> evangelical Look, festival looks like. Look, or treat is, is bad enough. Let's let's not start having hey, festivals. now. Look, my church
0: did it. Are you it. Are spurred, Chase, that. to uh, excitement thinking okay. about an evangelical excitement festival? Excitement
1: is a strong word. I will admit to being slightly curious to see what an evangelical festival looks like. I imagine Christian T-shirts, uh, a band – Playing um, with not the hippest of music. No, they're, they're probably playing like Tomlin.
2: They're probably playing like popular. Yeah, I mean popular. Actually, Christian, the actually the home, Christian music. actually the <laughs> homeschool family is they're, doing yeah, their music. Probably there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they, they may festival. be protesting outside. Uh, or that it depends. Yeah, they're probably playing some of that that bad Christian music. Like uh, I can't think of it. I can't think of the name of the song, but I can think of the tune, but I'm not going to sing it. So Go ahead, Chase. There's a, there's a lot of bad Christian music. All right, let's
0: there. go to David Skinner for this one. How to know when you're hearing God's voice.
2: Because you read the Bible. Okay. Hebrews 1. That's the answer to everything. Because that's, that cancels out, out the rest of it. Was that meaningful?
1: That was, that was a bit of a shock to all of our cessationist friends out there. Um, I'm sorry, cessationist. We love and respect a lot, unless
0: our name's David. I was just having a little fun. I'm sorry. That's all. This
2: this is about. I thought that was pretty good. It sounds like something I would say. It's about being funny. But I don't know if David, so I don't want to insult. This isn't it, a so.
1: serious segment, right? Uh,
2: yeah. Let's <laughs> talk
0: about real church. quick. Let's talk about the. Uh, let's talk about something Nick can get behind. The First Church of Cannabis.
1: Here it is. <laughs> so, this is for you, not Indiana's
0: go. Indiana's Church of Cannabis files religious liberty lawsuit. This is a little snap lines and a little. What were you thinking? The First Church of Cannabis filed a lawsuit against the state of Indiana, the city of Indianapolis, challenging state laws on possession and use of marijuana, saying it infringes on their religious beliefs because they can't legally smoke pot. They can't practice their religion. Nicholas, I understand they're looking for a pastor. Are you, are are you so available? you are so many
3: things I want to say to you right now. Um, First of all, for clarity for those who are new to the show, I have never once advocated for the worship of cannabis.
0: You have not. All right. You've – Moving on. Okay. You have to go back several episodes for this joke. Hashtag where's Jacob Ali. And understanding where the the term narco-nick comes from. Yeah. Explore the depths of the Gospel Friends archive and you will discover some of the – Cliff Notes version,
3: I have no objection to in a state where it's legal – a Christian utilizing cannabis in a responsible manner.
1: Is that even possible? To utilize cannabis in a responsible manner? Chase, is it possible to utilize alcohol in a responsible manner? I think so. I don't oh. know if it's possible to utilize cannabis in a responsible manner. Interesting. When the button has not said record
3: before, you have articulated different statements. I guess I, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hey. Hey. Oh, I yeah, guess yeah. I better
1: put
2: this out there. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> That was a joke. See, he I, a I joke. got it. He that good. was really good. Hey, look. I, see, I would object to that because it okay. is not legal in our okay, state. Okay, so so Chase, how much cannabis have you smoked? So that's what that's what I was going to say. I I I, uh, I have no idea how much level cannabis of cannabis I have smoked. Okay, let's go over to next. Well, then
2: stick to what you know: <laughs>
1: cereal and long sermons. I know those things. Is there, very Okay, well. let me ask how it this way: How much level of intoxication one roach would would bring to one person? Did you say a roach? I yeah. did.
2: Uh, if you got a roach, that means you're already intoxicated.
1: Oh, okay. A right. roach is that
2: the? It's the last little bit. That's the that's the end of it. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, do you know what the Church of Cannabis calls its members? Canitarians. Can-itarians? That's <laughs> like, Nice. That is not what I. What was is their go position
1: with? on gay marriage?
0: I uh, don't really think they care. They just want nachos and.
2: <laughs> no, high people <laughs> don't eat nachos. They eat softbacks. Soft Pets chocolate chip cookies from Chips Ahoy.
0: Really? Yeah. The
2: gospel friends. I've never had weed. weed, but I would Chips love some season. of those right now. I, I I wouldn't even know what marijuana it's smells like. It's the best like. high cookie know. you can have. It's it's like the sacrament.
3: Of <laughs> of a, someone, Chips said Ahoy brownies.
2: Soft their brownies. Hey, brownies. what is their she beverage
0: had. of choice? How would they do communion? Why can't you just eat the brownies and skip the cannabis? I do.
2: I Probably the beverage do. of choice will be water if you get cotton mouth. Ah. So, water and soft batch chocolate chip cookies Which is, is what Snape. you're
0: what you're going to have. Let's finish up this train wreck of a segment with uh, one yet. more snap line for Emmanuel. God's not dead, two. He's surely alive. To feature Duck Dynasty Sadie Robertson, along well, yes, Sadie with Melissa, Robertson. along with Melissa Joan Hart and others. Sadie. Emmanuel, how do you feel about uh, God's not dead, two coming out? <laughs> I think two is the appropriate
2: number for it. Number two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, now you've never seen the first one, right? I have not. I keep okay. it's on Netflix. I keep wanting to do it, but I don't have any cannabis. You, uh, <laughs> I, one day I'm gonna watch it, and I'm going You have
0: hatred for this thing that you've never
1: actually watched. I've seen it because I know I've it's stupid, the whole thing.
0: and you hate
1: it. I don't hate it. Yes, you do because you're. It's not a great movie. I don't yeah. hate it. The yeah. apologetics in it is actually really well done. This story is ham handed.
2: What does that even mean? Exactly, canards. It it insists on itself. Yeah. It insists upon itself. It's just
3: it's. I liked uh, Josh Dean's review. What in say? the Hall of Dominions. Well, he he
0: lost it because of the music.
3: Well, uh, no, they um he was apparently his his wife and and daughter were watching it and um it got to the line of do- dialogue where the couple was talking about they met when their youth groups collided. Yeah, and at that
1: dialogue, he's like, "I'm done." He <laughs> <laughs> basically leaves the room. <laughs> Not a terrible movie. It does point to Jesus in a lot of ways. So the apologetics are pretty good. Hey, on
0: uh, Periscope but right ham-handed. now. I'm sorry. Hang on. <laughs> on Sean Periscope, we have uh Sean Lombard. Yeah. Who's the, wow. Hey, the, uh, innovator of the Gospel Friends intro yes, music. Yes, he is. right. If you see him on Periscope, please shout out. please follow him because he is responsible for that. And Thank go you, buy Sean. his album because that little snippet you hear every week is yep. just part of the musical goodness.
3: Yeah, he's he's got a, he's got, well, a they got really...
2: Seanlombard.com. Yep. He's got a unique um, take on some things. It's good worship. Here's the problem. When Christians go see crappy movies like God's Not Dead, it emboldens them to make another crappy movie. If you just stopped watching them, then they'd be forced to make a good movie. All All right. But all they know is, hey, Christians like what we're doing now, so why change it? But it was a good movie. 20-second take. Compared to what? What? Like Okay, what do you watch on a normal basis?
0: I watch documentaries about uh, the Apollo space program. I watch anything that has to do with JFK. Okay. I watch those shows on uh, Discovery or whatever where they flip houses. Okay, I like that. I watch Deadliest Catch. That's I, my favorite. one of my favorite shows. It always makes
2: me want to eat crabs, but, I, but I, it makes me mm-hmm. hungry every time I watch it. Um,
0: And professional wrestling YouTube videos.
2: Okay, so... Most of that stuff is decent material Yeah, and then God's Not Dead
0: I, Look, I, I I just said it's I thought just, it was a I, Look, I would rather on a Friday night Watch a Pixar movie than God's Not Dead But I was just saying the, I didn't think it was a horrible movie problem with Christian movie.
2: movies they, they shove the point down your throat Because and it's a Christian do movie But you can be You know, one of the best Christian movies I've ever seen? It's, I don't know uh, There's a couple signs. It's not that Christian, but
1: it's but it's but it's very but it's a good. The message Mel
2: Gibson of, Alien movie. Yeah, it's it's a great movie about faith.
1: There yeah. is some faith stuff in and there. And
2: suffering and belief, and it's it's good. It doesn't lead with the point though.
1: Well see I, I don't mind uh, I don't mind a Christian movie being over the top obvious and Christian I just, just want do it to a be documentary. Good.
2: If you want to do a pol- apologetic documentary just do an apologetics documentary. Okay, but that's don't not, try to hide it between Science a Science is not movie a with, Christian movie. I know, but it's made by a Catholic and that's kind of Christian. <laughs> I mean, uh, starring a starring a Catholic. There's a title. Uh, have you seen Luther? <laughs> I have not seen Luther. Look, go see Luther. That's, that's, I'm a fan. Of, look, I'm a fan of, of Luther anyway. Uh, yeah. So I'm you, sure you, like. Look,
1: you would like Luther. Believe well done me. Christian
2: movie. The, have you seen Believe Me? No. It's, it's a good Christian movie. Um, Amazing Grace. It's a real Christian, good Christian
1: movie. movie. That's a Wilburforce. Wilburforce. Yes. Nativity story. If you watch it around Christmas, not bad. Not a bad yeah, Christian movie. There's some decent
2: stuff out there. But God's not dead. Does not need a sequel. <laughs>
1: Left Behind. World at War. Not a good Christian movie. You ever seen it? Twenty I seconds. It. I just know the first one I've seen it was Pure good. the Pure Flix service. What do you think?
0: One one thousand, two one thousand. Pure four. Flix
2: has never made a good movie in their lives. <laughs> ever. And the title tells you why they their movies suck. Because they're so concerned about making them pure that they don't make them good. Oh wow. All right. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's it's
0: Someone on Periscope just mentioned "Mom's Not Out."
2: I thought that was. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on that it. Was I, a good I Haven't seen "God's Not Dead" either, but I've, I saw the trailer, and that sucked enough for me to know that it's not worth watching. But and I like Kevin Serbo. so you know,
1: I, I liked him in Hercules when he was killing. people. I liked him in Hercules too, but I didn't like him as much as that.
2: But like, who wants to? So Pure Flix has this kind of. They're trying to do this streaming service like Netflix. Look, if you are a person who is streaming pure PureFlix movies, like I first of all I fear for your salvation because the theology is horrible in them. Second of all, your taste is horrible. Stop it. <laughs> go watch some secular smut. Asap.
1: No, don't. Yes, don't do, do that. that. No. No, you no, you should. I, 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 this is my first time to hear about pure hey, you Come You should on. go watch the Amy Carmichael story. That looks pretty good. Go watch Game By of Thrones. Thrones. Sliders.
2: Stacey
0: Lawson, Ooh, who, we on, uh, who we shouted out on, who
2: we shouted at the beginning of the show. It has some nude scenes in it, but you. they're usually of women. So if you're a woman, I don't know
1: if it. Okay, look, can you women cannot...
2: watch women nudity in a movie? And it not, it's, I don't like, think so because they're
1: not going to lust. So I've read the acceptable. book. I've read some of the Game of Thrones books. But you I, cannot I say you it has nudity on it, but you got to be done. I don't at that think point. nudity is a big deal
2: as other Christians do. But well, that's just another show for another they, day. Are, that that's a. That's a, that's a, that's a it's a much bigger You know there's topic.
1: cultures that are, don't wear clothes, right? Much bigger and topic. They don't, and they don't what about the Sherwood idea. movies, by the way? Fireproof. I, I um, like those. They have nights? tended to I, get I better with each fireproof one.
2: Fireproof was horrible. I enjoyed, fire, uh, I enjoyed some of Fireproof because I like marriage stuff. But like the acting was bad. Nobody believes Kirk, <laughs> Kirk Cameron as a firefighter. But... Like, look, if my house is on fire and Kirk Cameron shows up, just let that sucker burn. Like, <laughs> like nobody's, nobody's, nobody believes you. Fireproof so is, is was Kevin not my Sorbo
1: a believer, or is he just? No, he's a believer. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Fireproof was not my favorite. Facing the I Giants think. was poorly acted, but actually, I thought it was a decent Christian. But movie. the
2: moral, the, but the movie was horrible. What was their like, um, like at the was, end? The guy gets a new truck. They, it's like all this good stuff happens. It's like, well, I don't mind a happy the, ending. The, I
1: just but, the, ha- but get there in a good
2: but way. But if you're gonna do a, a theological movie, the theology shouldn't be. Now people sit there and fuss all day long about prosperity theology, and then when it's in, you know, prosperity gospel, but when it's in facing the giants, nobody says anything.
1: Well, okay, I think he if you sent out something asking for people to donate twenty dollars each for his new truck, I don't see the problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't know. Facing Look, the giants, I, I
2: really hate facing the giants. I, I probably would hate that more than. I God. don't That's think the, the
0: story in I don't think the story in God's Not Dead was this. Horrible as you guys make it out to be, and and, and, and even if the execution e- was pitiful. E- even if Look, it even the, if it has the news some boys
2: che- are in it. It has some. How cheap justify <laughs> the newsboys? It has. And some, they're in it prominently. It has like, some
0: cheesiness in it, but it's not a bad. It's bad. It, no, it's not. It doesn't have a horrible message in it, and it, it's, it's. It's not. I think the, it. The, I think it could be encouraging. But just because
2: something has a good message doesn't mean it's a good. It's good. A good movie. I think
0: it could be the, encouraging to people. What was the dad? And, when they did? Encouraging to believers, courageous. and that one I actually appreciated. Which movie? Courageous. I liked Courageous. too That one
3: to me was the their best. You guys go. Total you, you guys. This is go, what was courageous about um, the the football coach from Facing the Giants was actually a police officer. I hadn't seen that. Okay, that one. Look, there's still plenty of the Christian cheese that makes me go, oh God. <laughs> but they they did a good. There was real consequences to life in that movie. And and it didn't all it wasn't all roses at the end. And and you you had to see these guys walk out their faith in it. And I, and to me that again, if you'll give it a pass for some of the cheese ball acting. I'm okay with cheesy. Then then the movie I like you, you
0: won't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, courage Journey wow. of Chuck. Courageous was not
1: awful. I couldn't watch it. You you I know were, you told me too many times I have told you to, and you to never watch
0: would it. watch it because I told you about a scene in it.
2: Well,
1: you I, told I me think, what I think I think too many uh, this what, is what, what kind of, <clears> was
2: there a kiss on the cheek or something in daughter, <throat> it? His daughter is Spoiler daughter. alert. His daughter what? Look,
0: no one I mean if you haven't <laughs> seen it by now, you're not going to watch it. His Still daughter tables. his daughter common, his daughter Internet
1: courtesy. His daughter dies. Yeah. And Chase didn't watch them. No people no, die. No. No, Just look. It's close to I think too many, you know I You
0: know what's happening? Too many of you Christians are going to watch christian movies to be entertained. I don't think you should watch christian <laughs> movies to be entertained. The no it's point. not the whole point. Okay, so, so, it's so, not, so Sherwood we... Sherwood did not make these movies to entertain people. So they we're, were trying to get a message out. But Entertainment
2: we, I think second. Well we already believe. Like what's the message to us? W- okay, okay, I'm getting encouragement do you, exhortation. What message did you get from facing the giants? I don't remember facing. The I would giants. make the case that
0: they are I got a, I got I got a lot out of courageous I did. I would make dad, the case that that they
3: make these movies as much as an evangelism tool, evangelic tool, whatever, as a tool for evangelism then they, as they do for education. I, I hope they're not doing it's, that because that's well,
2: going to – Entertainment is not their first and primary It can't primary be witnessing object. because there's no way that – look, if you're a Christian out there and you became a Christian through watching a Christian movie, please do a voicemail to the gospel friends. Because, I, look, I believe that God can use anything. I'm skeptical about God using a Pure flicks. Movie. I, I will say, and, and I'm going to jump back to courageous for a second. Um,
3: the, the 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 punch in that for me was uh, where you put your time, where you put your energy, and um, I'm God bless you because you're about to have to take the next segment. But um, what gets you is, it got me as a dad was he was always too busy. He was always too busy, and he was busy doing good things. Isn't he that, was isn't that every dad in every Christian movie there's ever been? Well, and so what happened is. Um, his daughter, they, when he, she was little, she used to let it, he would he used to dance with her at random. And there's one time he was in the middle of something in, in Wooten, and she passed away. When she went to a friend's house, something happened tragically, and she passed away unexpectedly. And there's this scene where he finds himself in the same place that he had, she had asked last time to dance, and he's the music's playing, and he starts dancing with her and pretend. And it just it,
1: it oh, was a stop.
3: I can't <laughs> see that movie. <laughs> and it was, but but that's the thing. It. It did pull me back to go, Hey bro, where are you spending your time, how and when? Because there's a lot of good ways to spend our time that are not necessarily the best ways as fathers and husbands. And so Like like recording two hour podcasts. <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> That's probably so.
1: Guilt trip alert and uh, for the record. I'm not looking for an entertaining Christian movie. I'm looking for a good one. Exactly. It, good, it, it, but
0: but good. What do you mean by good? such good a good acting, transition? Good, working because no, we're supposed to talk about intentional parenting. Oh, like, like, let's talk about this, this, this right bad here, acting.
1: I want a good message or a good show.
0: There wasn't anything. There was a good message in Courageous.
1: Yeah, not. I, I don't hate. I, on I don't.
0: I don't think there was a bad message just, in God's I, Not Dead.
1: I thought Facing the Giants was a little All better right. than Courageous. We're not going to agree on
0: that. There is nothing that brings up more debate. Uh, on this show and in the Hall of Dogma, then talking about stop supporting Christian movies or worship Christian worship music. So let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about intentional parenting for a moment. Uh, I would share a brief story uh, from this past week, even though Emmanuel, hey, he's not
1: excited about that. Edit point. Let me uh, let me restart the uh, Periscope feed. Why? Because this one goes long, and I think I think some people would want it to intentionally watch a parenting one.
0: It doesn't go too long because I need to leave in...
1: No, no, no. This one, the show's already gone long. Oh, okay. He's got a a breath tape.
0: Are you got to do like a whole other
2: link and stuff? With with, with nakedness. And I was like, I want to sit down with my daughter and watch Conan and introduce her to, you know, classics. You know, and it's like, I didn't realize
3: this. I'm going to have to like screen stuff. So is it a girl? Or do not know you? Yes. Okay. Yep, I won't be Walter and ask a ton of questions. I thought you knew. Mm-mm. I've kind of let you be about it because I knew.
2: <laughs> Three, two, one. All
3: right, What's up, Periscope? Chase is sitting down
0: again for don't, you know the second time. Don't hate. Don't hate McConnell.
3: Don't
1: hate Chase. I don't He's hate Chase. The sweetheart. Don't hate. Whoa. Awkward. Hey, everybody. All right, we're about to start our parenting discussion. This is for the Gospel Friends podcast. You can subscribe to the show by searching for Gospel Friends in your podcatcher or in your podcast app, if you want to call it that, or on iTunes. And uh, this is the second part of the show. It will release this week on audio, the first part of the show you can watch uh, in my feed. But um, check it out. Uh, Leave us your questions. We'll try to hit some of those as we have them. Comments are great, too. Uh, and we're going to start here in just a second so thanks for watching please swipe to the right and share with your friends um, and uh, we'll take you know we'll, after david talks for a while we'll take your questions and comments and all that kind of stuff as we can and once again, That's why I thanks wanted to do it right there thank you thank you thank you for watching
0: all right so we're um, share with you guys a brief story from this past week so we had a kind of a two-day trip planned to Atlanta, going over to uh, the Six Flags Amusement Park over there. Our kids look forward to it every year. Um, uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, large groups of people in our church go. Um, our family typically doesn't get invited to that, so we just kind of go on our own. And... uh you go when you want to go, that was a joke, all right, so anyway, so we we head on over, and uh, so we 've got this kind of like two day thing planned and and i don 't know if this has ever happened to you guys, but we got up that morning, getting ready to go, and one of our kids is sick, my son, and he's he 's complaining of headache, stomach ache, all this stuff and 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 as we 're you know kind of trying to figure out the situation hey what 's going on, um, he just throws up all over the floor, and so You know, at that moment, there's just complete frustration. Like there's this sense of, do we go ahead and go on the trip? Should we just stay home? We've already got these tickets. This is, we're going to run out of time to use them. Uh, We've got a hotel already booked. We're not going to be able to get our money back. So I'm aggravated. Uh, You know, my wife's aggravated. We're trying to work through this. Our son's sick. And, And in the course of all of that, I just felt a deep, conviction to just gather up the family and pray, and and just pray for him and and pray for the day and wisdom and all of that. So we did that. Uh, we prayed for him, it went in and decided we would try to make the trip. Uh, we're headed over. As we're headed over, he gets sick again uh, in the car. Is this Will? Yes, yeah, Will. Okay. He gets sick again in the car, and uh, so again, a little bit of frustration rises up again, just felt the conviction to pray, so we prayed and uh, just persisted in that. And uh, st- and so we get about 20 minutes outside of Atlanta, and the other kids haven't eaten, so I say, hey, do you guys want to get a snack, pull into a restaurant? And Will's like, hey, I want something. And, you know, I look back there, and he looks like, you know, he actually feels pretty good, and he asked for some food. And so, long story short, guys, he ate, and there was not a bit of trouble the rest of the day. I mean, he... he we got to Six Flags, and not only was he just not sick, but he was full of energy. I mean, like, he was full of just – was, was, he was joyous. I mean, he had a great day. There was not a single sign anywhere of being sick. Fast forward to the end of the day. We come out of Six Flags after about 10 hours, had a flat tire. Um, we're in the parking lot, 10 o'clock in Atlanta, flat tire on the van, and – I haven't changed a flat tire in twenty years, so I'm trying to figure out where's the spare on the van. you know everybody's tired we're we're hungry, ready to go, yada, yada. as we're doing this, a guy like pulls over in an s u v he's got his wife in the front seat of the car he's got two or three kids in the car. they've been at six Flags all day. he's got an hour and a half drive back home, and he says, Hey, do you need any help and I kind of hesitated for a moment, long story short on that he he hops out of his car, spends 30 minutes helping me change the tire, gets it done a lot quicker than I would have done it, and then offers to follow me to the gas station because our spare was a little low to make sure that we got there and got air in a tire. And this is a guy cool. who's been at Six Flags all day with his kids and, like I said, an hour and a half drive home. He was a believer. So as we're kind of wrapping the day up, I just had this great conviction that I didn't need to let these things pass without talking to my kids. Yeah. That I needed to, number one, point out to them about the power of prayer and that that in situations where things are not going well, our first thought may be frustration and anger and throwing up our hands, and God tells us to pray. And so we prayed as a family. And then when it didn't seem like the prayers were working, we persisted in prayer, and God chose to bless us with a day of health. And then at the end of the day, when we were in trouble, there were people there that God had there to help us. And not only that, but you had a guy who thought of others more highly than he thought of himself, which is in the Bible, and chose to help us. And so I just took a lot of time to talk to the kids about that and try to use what had happened during the day Um in, in as a life lesson and it got me to thinking that I don't do that a lot like I don't you know I don't talk a lot about daily activities and events and use those things to talk to the kids about the gospel and talk to the kids about you know real life illustrations about what the bible says and it, 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 I really was convicted that I need to do more of that, more intentional parenting in trying to make disciples of the kids. And I think I miss a lot um, of opportunities because I'm more frustrated about my day and more frustrated about events, and I fail to kind of see where God is working, and then even if I see where God is working, I fail to really take time to talk to the kids about that. But I think the Bible points us toward the opposite, especially in Deuteronomy. I'll read some verses in a moment, but I think the Bible really points us toward taking everyday life and using those things to point our kids toward God and and His Word. And that's what you're calling intentional parenting. That's what I'm calling intentional parenting, yeah.
1: I, th- I think that's good. Uh, I think it's good. First of all, that we know that Phoebe got sick from your family, so I'm um, <laughs> glad to know that that's where her headache and barfing this afternoon came from. Uh, as long we'll, as it's clear, we'll deal with that after the show. Yep she was around. She was around. Vomit? Oh, it's clear where it came from. Oh, okay, Cl- were, yes, the yeah. origin, not the okay, not the consistency. Yeah,
0: yeah she was around. She was around recently. my son who. You know, was sick four days ago for yeah. ten minutes, and she has it now. So, yeah. yeah, I'm
1: just messing around. That's a good miracle story. It's, it's a great uh, testimony to God's faithfulness. I hope you're watching David Skinner. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we probably didn't have to, after I insulted him earlier.
1: But I had I had a you're similar a while. I had a similar story hit me or a similar thing hit me a couple of weeks ago where I realized I wasn't being intentional enough either. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's something I will uh, probably share at the Hall of Dogma Church at some point soon. But John Patton uh, is a guy who's long been kind of a hero of mine. He was a missionary in the 1800s. Uh, This is the guy who was in a church full of Reformed people who didn't love the gospel very much. He felt God's call to go to the Hebrides where there were a uh, a lot of cannibals, and a particular gentleman told him, not to, because you would be eaten by cannibals. And he spoke back and said, well, and I don't have his quote in front of me, but it's one of the best quotes I've ever read. Essentially, he said, I'll either be eaten by worms in the grave or eaten by cannibals. Either one of them is, is fine with me as long as I can glorify God. Anyway, he's just a, an amazing, godly guy. And Patton wrote a letter. Uh, years ago in the 1800s about his father and how his father, every time there was a family decision to be made, every time there was a significant issue of discipline that came up with the kids, his father would go into the prayer closet and pray for extended time seeking God's wisdom directly on how to lead the family on how to discipline his children, that kind of thing. And, and they said they just basically lived in a, a one-room house. This was the 1800s, and the prayer closet was like a one, the one – Room in the interior of the house where things could be stored. And so it was very obvious when their dad went into that closet and he would just go in there and he would pray, sometimes for hours, for God's wisdom on disciplining his kids, on leading his family, etc. And that's the atmosphere that this giant of the faith, John Patton, grew up in, watching his dad be a man of God that when complicated things came up, that sort of thing, he would go meet with God in prayer. And every night, this dad led them in family devotions and having the kind of discussions it sounds like you guys had kind of pointing out the intervention of God during the day, teaching the word, that sort of thing. And, you know, sometimes you wonder some of these giants of the faith, like a John Piper or a John Patton or somebody that God's used so incredibly, you wonder what kind of family did they come from? Well, in in Patton's case, you see a guy who was raised by – as godly of a fathers I've ever read about, and it made me want to do the same thing. It made me realize I discipline without—I mean, not that you have to pray every time, but um, it, it made me realize my kids don't see me seeking God intentionally enough. That's good. Um, I I feel ill equipped to talk about parenting after that
3: story. It's just like I'm just going to go home and sulk now. Um, you no, know, we we were talking about this this recently and I just there's a few things that kind of um, led me to this it's just about different situations um, we have we have a foster I've talked about this also, we have a foster daughter that lives with us um, her sister's visiting with us this, this week and and I just realized how how much we just kind of go through the motions of, of life in general um, so there's there's a couple of things that you know we just We we talk about being too busy and things like that, and um, we're busy doing good things. And so, you know, our our typical weeks are filled up with um, a couple of gatherings with families of believers, um, a couple of activities for church, even some ministry type things together with church. You know, we, um, but but then, kind of the personalizing it for our kids while we do what we do, and, and some things just kind of had resonated with me recently, a la what you're describing with, with leading them, them in prayer, that just you've got to be intentional every day. And um, I, I my, my daughter's 11, or she's about to be 11, and I just started realizing um, she was starting to ask me why about some things that I just kind of took for granted and I didn't realize I was taking it for granted until she kind of asked me why and started kind of picking my brain. And it wasn't anything I didn't have a kind of an answer for. Um, but I just started going, okay, all right, we've we've got to start. And you know, we're we're not quite family integrated at the Hall of Dogma Church. Um, we're more so than a lot of churches I've I've been at. And um, with with that, if that term is a little bit off putting to you. Um, any child, any age is welcome to stay in church. Um, We don't really start children's church till after worship. And um, a lot of us keep our kids in the full message uh, younger than churches I've, I've typically been a part of. And so, you know, they hear the sermons there. We keep them part of gospel community. But I just realized the intentional discipleship, me as a, a father in in their everyday life, um, and I'm not even talking about family Bible study. I'm talking about in those, those momentary things, um, when they have decisions to make or we have decisions to make, letting them see um, <laughs> there are uh, weaknesses we probably all have. <laughs> Yeah. In different different areas, doubt, uncertainty, maybe tension with a spouse. I'm not talking about that that kind of stuff. Um, but pretending life is rosy and you never have any problems as a parent, I think, is a grave error. Um, and not, it's kind of what you're talking about with that gentleman. You know, your
1: kids know that you're. Oh, lying they know. They know if you act like that.
3: Well, even if they don't know what's going on, they know something's not right. Yes. Um, and it's and it's very much what you're talking about with that gentleman with that story chase about you know. When there was something going on, those kids knew where where their dad got their answer and their hope, and and he made it real to them. And just being more intentional with that with the kids is what's kind of hit me like a ton of bricks.
0: Lately. Well, you know, you think about uh, – Emmanuel, you've talked about this before. Um, I, I, I know as a parent, you know, my inclination has always been to kind of shield my kids, so shield my kids from the trouble, fears, bad you know temptations or whatever in family um or in life you know and you've talked before about like how i don't think you've ever really said it in terms of your mom didn't shield you from things but you always said hey my mom told us the truth you know we knew about things at an early age and you you always seem to have appreciated that um growing up And, and i think that's something that I have always been tempted to not do that, but it does make me wonder. Well, what if you know? I mean, how are my kids going to learn how to handle adversity if I always shield them from
2: all adversity that you know keep them from knowing that we're facing it? <laughs> do you mean like homeschool them and then they watch nothing but Christian movies? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that kind of shielding. Nice callback. Yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, my mom was very I can't wait till y'all do that podcast with just atten- the two of you. my mom was very intentional. Um so like I mean I was four years old, I could tell you what sex was and how it occurred. Um clinical. She didn't say when two people love each other I mean it, that it wasn't that crappy talk. Um <laughs> but it was, you know, just the physical what happens physically. Um, you know. Uh I won't go through that now because Most of you know, uh, those of you who aren't homeschooled, uh, (laughs) know how sex works. But she was very intentional about that, but it's just stuff like that, but also just uh, about God. So I'm trying to think of a good example, but, I mean, it was just daily. Um, So when something, let's say we were going through something uh, traumatic or even something not traumatic, she was always... You Know asking us to think about well, where is God in this? You know, what do you think God is showing us? Or, you know, why do you think God allowed this or didn't allow this? Um, and it was very helpful because we went through some tough times, yeah. And I think her being intentional helped us. So, f- for instance, um, one time we were actually several times we were homeless, but the first time we were homeless. Um, she was very intentional about, uh, first of all, letting us know that it wasn't our fault and that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. but also just saying, well, what do you think, you know, why do you think God let this happen? Those kind of conversations. Or do you think, you know, whose fault do you think this is? Do you think it's, you know, and saying this is not God's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our fault. There are some things that God does, some things God allows uh and something's got you know allows to happen. And a lot of things is just what we do, our choices. Um, she was, you know, she considers herself kind of a Puritan in that sense. So like she reads a lot of read a lot of Puritan stuff. Um, and so there's this Puritan notion that God is in everything about the sovereignty. And it's not that He's in everything because He causes everything, but because what He doesn't cause, He allows. And therefore, there's meaning in it. And just kind of like letting us know, okay, even we don't know what this is about. We don't know how it's, what the purpose is or if it has a purpose, but we don't know how God may use this in the future. And then being able to look back sometimes and say, okay, I I see what God was doing there Um, in small things. I'll give you a good example. (laughs) Maybe not a good example, but an example. Um, I would give money in church. And you know, frequently we you know we'd be going somewhere, and I'd press a button on a on a Coke machine and get free drinks huh. <laughs> a lot. You know, and my mom would always tie that to, you know, you know, God is rewarding you for being faithful, and God takes care of people when they're faithful. You know, she's and she's and she's made sure to not let make me think. Well, if you put, you know. Get, Put money in, you get stuff out. <laughs> you get but she's way. like, you know, God is faithful. Because I didn't get a drink every time. And mm. she just pointed it out. You know, she said, you get drinks. We don't ever get drinks. Me and your brother, we push the button and nothing ever happens. But God is doing something special with you. Um, he's trying to teach you something. And so you need to kind of pay attention. So I, I had intentional parents and I plan to be the same way. My mother was better than your mother's. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well I I I think that's the
0: um you know that intentionality uh, in my my words or my thoughts went to Deuteronomy 6 Old Testament passage where um you know the word says love the Lord that the people of Israel were told love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul with all your strength uh, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up, and just that, you know that I realize that I think in our life uh, again that we, we tend to try to shield the kids a lot, but at the same time, I, I think I get tied up in uh, as Nick's talking about busyness or frustration over a situation and. I just don't take advantage of the lessons that are there. I could say, you know, I get frustrated, but even in my frustrations, there's a way to share with the kids later. You know, well, you know, you saw Dad get frustrated here. Here's why I was frustrated. You know, um, I, I think number one. Uh, I do think God did something, chose to do something miraculous this week in our family. Not a huge deal. If we had not been able to go to Six Flags, that wouldn't have been like, I mean, there are people all over the world (laughs) who are dying for their faith. Us not getting to go to Six Flags is not a huge thing. But God chose in that situation to be gracious to us and to heal. Had we not asked, perhaps that would not we would not have received, which the Word says, some things you don't have because you don't ask. So if yeah. we just gotten frustrated and gotten mad and canceled the whole thing, maybe we would have missed out. We prayed, we prayed in faith, and we went ahead and went. We persisted in, pray, uh, in prayer, and God was, God was gracious. But I could have easily just kind of got to the end of the day, we were tired, and just not used that as a lesson. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was convicted... Uh, about that I do that a lot and, and miss yeah. those opportunities to share with our kids on just kind of day-to-day lessons. And that's what I think about when I hear Deuteronomy 6. You know, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. I mean, it's just all the time be talking to them about God's Word. That's a pretty high calling, and I th- I think the only way for that to really happen is to talk about... See God in the daily activities of life, and talk to your kids about that. Yeah, and I
2: also want to say there's nothing more important as far as parenting goes than experiential theology, and I think that's one of the things that my that my parents got right. Experiential theology. Yeah, it's it's showing where God works. So, for instance, hearing the story, I was two, I was five years old when it happened, but my mom and dad broke down on the way to the hospital uh, to have my little brother, and who stopped? a minister stopped and picked them up and took them to the hospital. Um, and, you know, I heard, grew up hearing that story and my mom made it clear, you know, God was looking out for us, mm. that kind of thing. And what that, and I, you know, this is going to upset some of the, the Calvinists, but, uh, and and reform don't people. get upset, but experience matters. If all you're teaching your kids is book knowledge, there's going to come a time when that won't help, I, I think they have to be able to experience God for themselves, and then it really doesn't matter what you know what somebody tells them. Like I, I pretty much have an unshakable faith. Like, and the reason that is, it's because I've had too many experiences hmm. for me to believe anything else. So it doesn't matter what you tell me about the age of the Earth or how many errors, you know, so-called errors in the Bible. I don't care. I know there's a God because I've experienced Him, and uh, I, I, I think that's really what intentional parenting is about: is is uh, you know showing your God, showing your children where God is or isn't in certain situations, or even like you were talking about earlier about sheltering your kids and things of. Like, my parents didn't shelter me from, like, negative stuff, but they explained it. Yeah. You know, so if we were watching something on TV and something went awry that maybe I shouldn't have been watching, they didn't, like, cover my eyes or anything. They explained, like, well, this is wrong because of this, and this is why that's wrong, because it's this and this and this. And using those kind of moments to teach uh, not to, like, not to shield, if that makes sense. I mean, shielding is good too. I'm not anti-shielding, yeah, but I think there I think I still think there are things that we do
0: shield and I think there are things that we you know, I think there are things we we shield our kids from. I think there's an, that's necessary in certain situations but, like Santa Claus. But but the bottom line is parenting is about preparing and make, you know, preparing kids, making disciples to release them. The majority of their life they're going to spend outside of your home and You know, the job, the parenting responsibility we have is not to um, completely shield them from the world that they're going to have to live in, but prepare them, you know, prepare them for it. And so, um, you know, I I don't know. It was just something that I wanted to share tonight because, I mean, it was something that was a a large conviction for for me this week, and, you know, it's something that I want to pray for myself and and, uh, would welcome other people's prayers that that uh, I could do a better job of, and um, and maybe uh, that would bring some encouragement to others to think about the same thing.
1: Well, Jeanette brought something up on Periscope. I think, by the way, people are falling off Periscope left and right. There's a connection issue, maybe not necessarily with us, but with Periscope itself from what I've noticed. But Jeanette sh- uh, shared something on Periscope. I think it's really critically important along the lines of intentional parenting, and that is... Not trying to hide it from your kids when you screw up, showing them the confession process of that, talking it through and repentance. Because otherwise, they're not going to know how to walk that through in their life. They're, if they don't see you vulnerable, if you don't see, if they don't see you as a as a flawed sinner who can only get through on the grace of God, if they don't see you as a person who will confess their sins to God and man who will show weaknesses and will show a reliance on God, they're going to have a very skewed understanding of the Christian walk. I think I'm 43, uh, looking at the the generation above me, almost never talked about their weaknesses, almost never demonstrated weaknesses. They just were the the suck-it-up generation. And that's good to a degree, Mm -hmm. uh, especially when you see all the complaining that happens in the the younger generations. But at the same time, if – you you can give off an air of invulnerability. You can give an air off an air of no trials ever happened in my life. But but the word of God says that God will send trials because they're good. They're of excellent value. They're, they're to refine your faith. And you can, you need to let your kids see that process. Yeah, you know, let see God's them see God's refining fire turning you into a man or a woman of God. And so I appreciate what you're saying about your mom. She was on, yeah. Emmanuel. She was honest mm-hmm. and and vulnerable with you, and let let you see those things. We need that.
3: Well, praise God. Thank thank you all for sharing the different aspects of that. It's it's parenting's tough. Um, you know this walk of faith is tough. But um, discussions like this, I I know I are personally of great benefit to me because you know you're you're not alone. And so um, if you've got thoughts, if you've got kind of. Um, <laughs> ways we could still improve, um, or questions, anything like that, please feel free to reach out to us. We got a couple of, gr- you know, we got the group on Facebook where we do some discussions. Hall of Dogma.com. will get you there. Um, on Twitter at My Gospel Friends, voicemail two o five five seven five nine seven three five or SpeakPipe dot com slash the Friends, and um, all of this you can find on the GospelFriends dot com. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Tune in next week when you might hear David say.
0: All right, Emmanuel, let's say you had to choose between going to a homeschool music festival and God's Not Dead, too. Uh, You haven't started recording? I have now.
3: (laughs)
1: Look, I wasted 11 minutes of audio a second ago, so... Oh, good. Dean Joes. We helped him sleep. Why don't you shout out to him a little bit? Get him all riled up.
0: How can you be asleep and typing?
2: He's very talented. (laughs) He's a man with a particular set of skills. Brought to you this week by
0: no
1: Doze. Uh five hour energy. We Peace go. out, Daniel Lee. We Three. love you, man. Grace to your mom. The
0: chords are driving man. me nuts. Me too. We man.
2: still gotta play golf, Daniel. Dean Josh. Oh, that's Josh Dean. <laughs> who
1: did you think it was? <laughs> I, don't know. I didn't
2: know who and it was. Tomorrow we're gonna work on colors, David.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Big found that
0: amusing. Three to brought to you this week by the Church of Cannabis. Yep, According to shot girl. All right, here we go. Three, I'm doing it. three, two, one. Um, <laughs> what the junk are you doing? It's, it was an earthquake in our <laughs> recording studio. That very large butt that you saw coming by the screen was uh, Captain Crunchy.
1: How dare you call my butt large?
3: <laughs>
0: you that can
1: edit.
3: You can edit this out.
0: Oh, I've already <laughs> marked down the point. Okay.